0: Thank you, thank you. Thank you for more. Just to get it in and he lit. My voice is what I mean. My wife will not be impressed, but uh, at least I'm getting a bit of order. Um, just for the background, Marty is a speech therapist by trade. And. Uh, <clears throat> So looking after voices is part of a is deel van haar And since she's not an active practice anymore, I'm the only recipient, me and John. <laughs> we get the whole practice right there, practice at our house. It's a privilege to be here. It's a privilege to be together, amen. Come on, it's a In um, and, and for all, in a time like this, it's a time for us just to consider again. It's a privilege to be together. It's such a privilege for us to be together. Um, now, this morning, um, we want to look at something which we frequently call communion or breaking of bread. Uh, and, and I want to term it participation meal. It's a deal nom a participation meal. Now, the word communion probably is taken from a scripture in 1 Corinthians 10. And it says, the bread that we break, is it not communion? Rudolf, um, as 1 Corinthians 10, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood? The bread which we break, is it not communion with the body? Okay, and in this case, participation, I think the communion word is in the New King James. we inherit something, <coughs> which is called communion. And when you become part of church, or whether you grew up in church. So it's something that from time to time you would have seen. This is Communion Sunday or this is something. And, and as Josh Jane, one of the things that we stand for is that we habitually were breaking bread. That is, that is uh, the Acts 2, uh, 42, they devoted themselves to the, to, the, to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread. It's one of the core things. But who of you have experienced that, that, that it seems like there should be much power and there should be much but I'm struggling to get a grip on it. Who's with me on this? And this morning, we want to look at um, breaking bread. What does the Bible say about that? Now, from the outset, I want to say, I've got this much that I want to say, and this much which I'm allowed to say. (laughs) I need to find in this much what is the that much, um, because our time will run out. And the reality is, initially, if we start thinking communion, it seems like the Bible doesn't say much about it. Like, Where do you start to read if you want to find out about communion? It's like maybe in the Gospels, uh, maybe, maybe just before Jesus dies in one or two of the Gospels, maybe three of them. I don't even think all the Gospels contain it. And then, um, and then in Corinthians, when Paul starts, and, and that's it. Yeah, it's a claim to give All right? Seems like a major practice if you look at church and church history. Seems like a major thing when they were having revival. They thought this is an important thing to do. And if we look at what the church fathers thought, what is important, let's call it sacraments, signs, things that need doing. They picked just two things. Uh, um, like, like reformed church fathers, they picked two things baptism. Communion, end of story. So this is a, this is a major dumb. But it seems like, what, where, what does the Bible say about where does it? Like, how do you get into this? Now, just the backdrop to um, the story is a while back, um, my son was facing some disease stuff, and, and and we were struggling with it. Now I'm a medical doctor. I don't like it if my family is ill. Um, because it reflects bad on the profession. <laughs> no, no, that's not re- the real reason. The real reason is uh, uh, John was, uh, was being threatened by uh, tonsillectomy. He, he, would, we, he would need an operation. And that's the thing that I don't want for my family. I, I, look, it's the last thing. And I, and I, and I can imagine that, that parents here would say, yes, we agree. We, we actually, it's like if there's no other way, then yes. But if there's another way. I don't want my child, my wife, myself, or what, I don't want to have an operation if if I've got any choice in this. And that is where where I was, and and so we were at at the end of our various things that we've tried. We have prayed for John, we have fasted and trusted and all the things, I can't remember everything that that we've done, but we've tried our fair bit, and we were at the specialist room, and he said, listen here, this could make a difference. And I, and I felt like, all right, just one more chance. I just want one more chance. And the thing which I tried, so we, we, you know Christianity is trial and error, right? Who's with me? you It's like, where's the, where's the landmine? How does this thing work, you know? Sure, taste and see that the Lord is good, but you're tasting and tasting and you're just biting air, you know? Like, where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the bread here? Um, and... Um, In any case, so I I was at the next step of trying. It's like, okay, we're not getting to what Jesus purchased one more chance. And I said, okay, if John becomes ill once more this year, that's 2021, it's fine. I'll settle for it because I don't want to make a decision that's bad for him. You know, If I'm withholding something that could be good for him, then I don't want to be there. In any case, I said, this is the way I'm going to try and attempt it. I'm going to attempt it by daily, just trusting for today. Like, just today, I'm not, forget about the rest of the year, forget about next week, just today, I'm going to partake of a covenant meal, which is communion, and I'm going to trust, Lord, for today I'm trusting you for the healing of my son. Which is somewhere at the beginning of the year we started doing that, um, March, April, or something like that. And he has been well till today. But can I say, can I say, the point is not that John has been well. The point is that his father started to get a grip on this. That is the issue. So uh, this is Alzheimer's as John's sick. There, all right. It's the what is it? What's the the Collar. It <laughs> Any case, it's a sideshow. that John's illness. The real thing is that Father helps us to get a grip on life with Jesus by the challenges that we've got. In my case, it was John's illness, and I. I uh, have found out that that in, in visiting and revisiting and visiting and visiting and visiting and visiting, this place of potential life, I'm starting to get a grip on this, which snippets I want to share. I can honestly say I've got more than one week of gratitude in my heart uh, in which I could share. But I want to look at three things which I think the Bible is speaking about. So it's the breaking of bread. And the Bible speaks of three things, at least what I can see, what this meal is about. One is a participation meal. It's communion. It's fellowship. And I look at this word just now, but it's from from this uh, portion in 1 Corinthians 10. It says, this meal is you partake of something. The second thing that the Bible says, and we can, uh, Luke 22 would would speak about that. um, And Rudolf will maybe flash it, but um, it speaks of a, a remembrance meal. Okay, it says, uh, do this in remembrance of me. So it's a participation meal. It's a remembrance meal. And then thirdly, it's a declaration meal. And in, um, I think it's it's 1 Corinthians 10 as well, um, there would be something. He says, um, when you partake of this, you declare the Lord's death until he returns. You actually declare two things. As sure as I hold this, he came and he's coming again. Right, he came, he died, he's coming again. This is it's declaration. So, what does the meal do? It is a point of fellowship. It is a point of remembering, and it's a point of declaration. Will you remember that? If you remember those three things, you've done well for the morning. All right. Now, for the sake of time, I can't go too much in remembrance and in declaration. For this morning, I'm just gonna be at um, at participation. Okay, that was not enough. So, the, the, the word communion or participation is a Greek word which a number of us will know fairly well. And it is the Greek word koinonia. Who has heard the word koinonia before? I've got a number of, of Greek literate here. So, so, 10, 15 people know the word. Here's what the word means. It does mean uh, participate. Are you writing? You, you should be writing. <laughs> um, the, uh, I'm going to read from the Thayer the, the definition. It's one of the concordances. Um, I think it's a concordance. Some dictionary concordance, something. It's an explanation book. Um, it's... There's something like that. Thesaurus. Thank you very much. Okay, the Thayer definition for koinonia is this. It's fellowship, association, community, joint participation, or intercourse. It's got a component of intimacy, and it's a gift jointly contributed. A collection. So here's the thing that we need to hear is we are coming to participate in an intimate way and we are contributing something as well. So to some extent, um, when, when, we, when we come to communion, when we come to the table of fellowship, we don't come as a spectator. We come as a partaker, as a contributor. Ons bring iets naar die tafel toe. Okay. And if you thought that the Lord's body and the Lord's blood is the only meal at the table, you're mistaken. <laughs> because at the table there is a question for our body and our blood. Right there. And um and so that's a sort of, ooh, I didn't know it was an expensive meal. I thought it was a free meal, you know? I thought it was paid for by the master. Yes and no. All right, so let's uh, let's have a look. but did you hear did you hear this component of intimacy in the meal? Can I just say is that I think this is a crucial component of our participation meal. It's the point of intimacy out of which fruitfulness flows. so this koinonia could be referred to as a man and a woman dwelling together having fellowship to a place of offspring, physical offspring it's a intimate togetherness from which offspring come, from which fruitfulness. And if the Lord looks at us, design the design of man, it has always been to be fruitful out of God. Always. From the very beginning, the desire of God, when he said, let us make man in our image, God was seeing a bride for his son. He was seeing a community that can be fruitful out of their intimacy with the beloved of heaven. All right? This is the vision. This is the design. We were made for this. And when we come to this meal, we come back to original intent. We come back to design. We come back to, yes, I was designed exactly for this. All right? Are you still with me? It's an intimacy meal. The participation meal um, is... Uh, is not something as a sideshow. It is part of integral design. It is like, this is where you fit in. You know, when you, when you go into a mall, at least when I go into a mall, I want to find the sign that says, you are here, okay? Because I'm not good at malls. <laughs> I'm not good at malls. We were in Pretoria once. We were in a mall. And so uh, we had said, okay, let's get, get one another in some worths. Was it Woolworths? Get one another in Woolworths. Woolworths in the mall had two, sto- two stories. And so I'm waiting, I'm waiting. At, a, at some stage, Ruan and Kevin were together. And they're saying, We're in Woolworths. I say, I'm in Woolworths too. Okay, well, where are you? Near Okay, um, there's a top. What story are you? Okay, and we're up and down. So eventually it turns out I'm in Trueworths. They're in Woolworths. <laughs> it was one of those shops. But, anyways, I'm not good at malls. One of the things that I want, to, I want to get out of there as soon as possible, but when I get in there, the first thing that I want is show me a map, and it tells me where I'm, and whatever I'm looking for, where that is. Okay? I'm good with maps. I'm not good with malls. Give me the map. And you know, we need to have a map for our lives to say, this is where you are. This is where you fit in. This is where you belong. This is your place in the mall. And your place in the mall is in Jesus, all right? They're in an intimate fellowship. Now, I want to quickly show you um, why we are not automatically there. But let's read um, the why do we participate. And, And especially, can I say this? If we participate just with the blesser, with the one who is good to us, with the one who has got all the cash, with the one who has got all the resources and the fun and all the rest, There would be like nothing to this. It's a no-brainer. You do that. But what is the thing that intimidates us about the communion meal? It's the death. It's the blood. It's the... Okay, let me just get the fine print here, Lord. What does this mean, you know? Uh, I mean, mean, like, what am I signing up for? Uh, I heard that some of the guys were signing up, but they died for signing up, you know? Uh, it, it's intimidating. It's only intimidating for me. It's, for me, it's intimidating, okay? Sometimes I get nightmares about that. I honestly do. Sometimes I'm in front of, of, of some crucifixion scene, and I know that I'm going to be killed for him, and it, 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 it scares me. Um, I don't know if it's a nightmare or what it is, but it's scary. Um, and, and, and we somehow need to process that thing of the death component of the life meal. Yeah, does it make sense? This this sort of what what am I signing up for? I mean, Jesus Jesus' teachings is full of death, you know. Sure, life after death, but but in between. The in between is the scary part. Um and, and and I want to know what am I what am I and how to get this. Now, let's let's first look at the good stuff, then we'll get through the difficult stuff. The good stuff is the following. John 6, 53. So Jesus said to them, he's speaking, and by the way, if you want to find out about the communion and the participation meal, read John 6. This is a freebie. Write it down. If you're looking for stuff to meditate on, John 6. That's a, that's a good place to start. It, it will keep you for a few months. Um, John six fifty three 53 says this. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Say with me, no life in you. It's an absolute statement. Unless you eat the flesh and drink the blood, you have no life in you. This is, okay, it's spirit language. I get that. Jesus also said so. But we need to understand what does this mean to eat the flesh and drink the blood. This was a major stumbling block for the Jews at the time. They didn't like this kind of language. For us, it's not that big a stumbling block because we just glance over it. And we continue. We, uh, we don't worry too much about it because we'll probably find life in us in any case. But can I just say, can I just say, There's something about eating the flesh and drinking the blood, which Jesus meant there, which we need to get. Why? Because we else have no life in us. No life in us. No life. Not low life. No life. Okay, so the first thing um, is that uh, the reason why we want to participate, the reason for for a, a, a participation meal is for life. It's for daily living. It's for, it's for meaningful survival and existence. It's just to get by, okay? It's like, I want to stay alive, therefore I need to get this. I want to stay alive, I need to participate. I need to have communion with life, the source of life. If I'm cut off, I'm cut off like a tree from its roots. It's a matter of time or the leaves will not look green anymore, all right? Matter of time. When the branches are cut off here from a tree outside, the leaves stay green for a while. But if for the keen observer, it will be like the leaves are green, but the branches cut off, and you know it's just a matter of time. Okay, It's just a matter of time. And we need to understand anything cut off from the life of Jesus is just a matter of time. There will be no more green. Okay, So for life and meaningful existence we need to be connected we need to get this eating the flesh drinking the blood uh, thing now at my parents farm uh, they've got uh, an attempt at an electric fence all right it's not that it's successful electric fence but at least there's a there's a bit of an electric fence around uh, 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 the the, the farmhouse and and so on and one of the reasons for that is um, we've got the baboons in the mountains they stay against the mountain and so the baboons would come and they would cause havoc, just havoc. Now, baboons in themselves are mostly joyful and so, but sometimes they're quite vicious. And so they are known to tear open the dogs and cause havoc and, and, and just, I, I mean, they break the trees and, and all kinds of stuff that are not nice. So we've, we've got an electric fence to minimize the baboon damage. And so at some stage, we had one baboon that came over the, over the fence and he probably had a bit of a shock, um, but he was on the inside. he was there where he wanted to be, and he was sort of all right there until the dogs found out there's a baboon, and so the dogs started and and the baboon is still all right with the with the dogs and so and then he just sits in the tree or he sits on the roof, and the dogs are around so but at some stage, uh, I think it was my one brother who came out with a, with a rifle and 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 so the baboon then started feeling like it's getting a bit hot here uh, on the inside. And but he knew that the fence was electrified. So he it was it was getting a bit squashed. The devil, the deep the devil, my brother in this case. The devil, the de And so what the baboon did, he started running for the fence. But <laughs> As he was running, he was already sort of emptying himself, you know? <laughs> there was there was a there were there were brown tracks towards the fence. And as he was making himself a bit lighter and running for the fence, he started to shout. Okay? He was going Wah! and then he took the fence and he was over it. All right? He was he was stuck. He knew this was not going to be nice, but he knew that he didn't have any option, okay? And so he went for it. And he got over, he got away, everything was fine. It was a happy ending to the story. No animals were injured for this, for this story. But, but, this is what we need to understand about life on earth. Is that sometimes it looks like life with Jesus is going to be this electric fence and you're squashed. And things are getting tighter and tighter in your life. The only way to life is through the door of death. And sometimes you just need to close your eyes and run for the electric fence. And this is what we've got in the communion meal. Jesus clearly tells us he who tries and save his life, it will not work. Okay? They will kill you or where you try and save your life. The only way of, of living is by electrocution, by getting over the over the death line. And, and, um, and this is what this communion meal is. It's coming to our dying. It's, it's coming to our death. And if you need to close your eyes and empty yourself and, 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 and run shouting, that's okay. Die. Die quickly. Die daily. Pick up death. That's where the life is. Okay? And this is what the communion meal tells us. It's a place for just there, just for daily living. But then... Um, Ah, can I just pause there? How long is it going? It's just here's a freebie. It's, it's for life and daily living. But, but um, let's just consider for a moment the scripture in John 6.40. Just look at this. The will of my father is that everyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. That word looks is where I want us to pause. Looks, uh, you, you, can't, uh, uh, that you can't see it that well. <laughs> at least, uh, if, you, if you look at the screen, you can't see it that well. Because the word there is theoreo. Theoreo has got a component of looking intently and prolonged. So it is mere. The one who continues to look, to mentally try and get a grip on. I, I, I'm just going to connect it to another word. Um, unless you eat the flesh, that, that word eat is annoying on. You knaag on an Jesus. Uh, and, 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 so, and some of the um, uh, dictionaries would say you masticate, you herkau. Ju. So this is not, you don't yeah, and go, or Jesus, right? You, you. So this look is a looking uh, with earnestness and continued ex, uh, uh, inspection. So it's earnestly continued inspection. So it's not a glance that we are doing here. So Father's desire is that he who looks intently, earnestly, continuously on the sun—that is where the life is—and from that you will love. This is the Father's desire. Now. Who remembers that we had exactly the same picture in the Old Testament? Who can, who can remember? Where was they looking for you to love, Looking. Anyone? Anyone? Where was that? Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That was Elia, but that's right. Slang in the Wustijn. Okay. So here's the story about the snake in the wilderness. Jesus clearly says, snake in the wilderness, this is how I'm going to be like. Just as Moses lifted the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted that whoever believes, who looks on. Okay, so ons, on's backtrack, ons, on's gaan nou terug naar in die woestijn. What was the story about the snake in the desert? Stella, do you know that? Snake in the desert. Do you know? Him? Sarika, weet Okay, here's the story. The Israelites were sinning. They were grumbling. They were complaining. They were unhappy. They were mostly unhappy. So here they are again, 40 years, they're there, and they're moaning. Uh, unfortunately, it was the Lord carrying them and not one of us, because we would have not held out for 40 years. But they are moaning. And so at this stage, God says, okay, I've had enough. I've had enough. He pulls back his hand a little bit, and lots of snakes get into the camp. Not Not little ones. Not innocent ones, deadly ones, okay? So they start dying by the thousands. The Israelite, hulle is om te gaan, want van slangen. All right, that's you get into your tent, <gasps> yeah, there's a snake, and, then you, and there's another one, and you don't know if you can lie down, you don't know if you, um, you just, you just don't, don't know where the next snake is going to come from. Um, when we grew up, we, we were staying in a nature reserve, and from time to time, we had snakes in the house, snakes in the kitchen, snakes in the bedroom, snakes in... And so one of the things that I was concerned of as I was getting up from my bed or when I was thinking of getting up is maybe I've got a snake under my bed, which was a real reality. I and mean, we had them there from time to time. And so I was concerned about that. I mean, at one stage, I ran over the snake as I ran towards the fridge. Fortunately, I was running. But I mean, it was like, as I came back, I thought, "Whoa, I went over you just now. And, and this is the thing that they were facing. It is like snakes everywhere. And inevitably, from time to time, they were bitten. And when they were bitten, the clock started ticking. It's like, okay, timer is on. How long are you going to live? Ne, was And then the Lord said, okay, I'm going to show you mercy. I'm going to put up this serpent, a copper one. Moses had to put it up. And the Israelites... If they looked at the snake in a specific way, it's not, it's not a glance. It, as they were looking at the snake, they were receiving healing from there into here, and they could live. Okay? It was a miracle. But you had to look in a specific way. This is the way that it's described. Um, the, the, the snake, they looked expectantly with a steady and absorbing gaze. Expectantly, this is you and you know, if I don't get the looking right, I will die. Right? Remember, we're drawing the parallel between the communion meal, the Theoreo, and the snake. Is if we don't get the looking right, the life will not flow. The life is there, but it will not flow. So, it was not the fact that the snake was raised in the middle of the camp that saved them. It was the fact that they looked in a specific way. And when they looked in a specific way, I want us to remember it for communion. Okay? What is it that kills us? It's a serpent, the ancient one, that comes on a daily base, and he bites, and he he entices And he lays the snares, and he brings some lie. But you can't clearly see the lie because he comes as an angel of the light. He doesn't come as the serpent. He comes in his sweetness. He comes in his in his in his also juiciness. And he comes and 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 he brings that thing. And you think, man, this is manna from heaven, where it it is poison from hell. And in that, the way that we look, it saves us with a steady. And absorbing gaze, just as Moses. And can I just say, it's not just before the serpent bit you, but it's after. So the place of communion is that place of all my sins get washed away. Everything where I was bitten, I can be healed if I get the looking right. It's good, eh? John 6.40. All right. So we come to the table in order to live. And uh, for the sake of time, I'm not going to look at the other scriptures in John 6 now. There's there's a lot to to, 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 um, substantiate this, to base this. But I just want to quickly say what it does not mean, what the communion does not mean. So the first question is, does it mean... That someone who is not taking the physical signs, okay, of the cup, the juice, if you don't do it on a daily basis, you are not busy continuing to feed on Jesus. Does it mean that? No, it doesn't. Does it mean that we need to take the bread and the cup daily? No, it doesn't. Okay, I see you a bit hesitant because you're not sure what point I'm making, but. <laughs> Um, 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 and, and this is why I want to put it out. Um, Jesus is very clear as he says, what brings life? He says, uh, the, the, his disciples, the Jews were asking him, what shall we be doing to work the works of God? And he says, the work that the Father desires is that you believe in the one. Okay? We are not saved by communion. We are saved by faith and faith alone. Communion, or the participation meal, is not there to replace faith. It's there to strengthen faith. It is not, it's not something that is faith and communion. No, no. It is that point of contact where faith can flow. Are you with me? All right? So the, the work that the Father desires is that you believe. And, and one of the ways that uh, Jesus explains it there. Are you still with me? I get a few frowns here. Um, one of the ways that Father explain, or Jesus explains it there in, in, in John 6, he says, He who comes to me will never hunger. Stay with me. He who comes to me will never hunger. He who believes in me will never thirst. One of the things which I think God is saying is that participation of the bread has something to do with coming to him. Drinking of the cup has something to do with believing in him. Are you with me? He who comes to me will be eating. He who believes in me will be drinking. And so the question is, is that what we are doing on a daily basis, Or we have no life in us? Okay, so um, uh, communion is not there um, to replace faith. It's there to help faith. So that's the first reason, is we want to participate for life. Are you still with me? So uh, I, I'm, I'm just doing the map again. It's a participation meal, it's a remembrance meal, it's a declaration meal. If we go to participation point number one, sub-point, 1A, it's for life. Now we're at 1B, okay? (laughs) You are there. Uh, We want to participate for blessing and fruitfulness. And can I just say, this is 1B, but I'm getting to the end of my preach, all right? So just stick with me. For blessing and fruitfulness, the desire of God, as I mentioned at the beginning, is that that we need to be fruitful out of the Lamb, out of who Jesus is. So we get the very first pattern for this in Genesis 1.28. When God comes, He creates man and woman, and He blesses them, and He says, be fruitful and multiply. I want you here to pause and just hear yourself in that picture. Not being the man or the woman, but the bride of Christ. And God comes to Jesus and his church and he blesses them and he says, be fruitful and multiply. Now you would know that unless a man and a woman stay together, there will not be offspring. They need to stay together. So blessing and fruitfulness is all to do about staying together. Now, I want us to, to consider blessing and fruitfulness out of a portion of scripture in, 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 in John 15. It's a favorite piece for, for, for many people, also for me. And this is what it says. Let's just read together. John 15, 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Say say with me, does not bear fruit. It seems like an apparent contradiction. We'll get back to it. He takes away, that's the bad news. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Say with me, more fruit. Great. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot by itself, neither can you, unless you abide. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Just two things I want to pull from that scripture. Can you see that branches that are in Jesus? You need to stick with me. Branches in me. Okay. Okay. Are able to be fruitless. Okay? Now, who's the branch that is in? He's speaking to his disciples. Are you with me? This is his closest disciples that he's speaking to. This is just before he gets crucified. These are not hundreds, these are tens. It's probably only the 12 that are with him at this moment. It's just because, it's just before Jesus gets delivered. It's the evening. It's just the best guys are with him. And he says, you are in me. You're already clean. And here I want to tell you, abide in me. Now, can I say that if abiding was automatic, it was unnecessary for him to say that. So a branch in me is already a disciple that has believed, that has received the Messiah. Here is the warning for every person hearing and listening with me. It is possible for a branch in Jesus not to bear fruit. And it is possible for us in some way to be in him and then be cut off. Okay? Somehow it's possible. Somehow the, the, the receiving Jesus is not the final step in the journey. Are you with me? And so for us it is absolutely crucial... That we need to understand the abiding. Are you with me? Do you get this? He says, "Abiding in me is not automatic. You need to understand connectedness." And then it goes on, and he explains the following. He says there are different levels of abiding. This is what he, the rest of that is just this. You can abide nothing, little bit, more, much. This is how you can abide. And he says, the Father will help you to abide. He will prune you. He will take away things. He will challenge things. He will discipline. He will will help. He wants to dress you into fruitfulness. It's the Father's desire for us to be intimate with Jesus. Okay, now, before, before we lose the plot, the context is communion meal, all right? What I'm advocating, what I'm saying is that, Jesus wants us to partake of him, not daily, all the time. It's all the time. And the journey for you and me from giving our lives to Jesus and singing, Hallelujah, I've been saved, and and all the nice things, changing your profile picture and your slogans and all the rest, is this. You need to get from the event to the style, the lifestyle of communion. It's a lifestyle. And I can honestly say it is the journey that all of us need to improve on. I need to improve on my communion. Not the amount of times that I break bread. The amount that I draw from the life of the Son of God. The living Son. But what God has for every one of us is fruitfulness. Without doubt. It's the design that you were called into. And what fruitfulness? Not how big the car is that you drive. Not how well... You, you, you do your holidays or how, how big your family is or all of the rest. The, the question is, how much of your life sprung out of intimacy with Jesus? That is the question. That is the gauge. That is the, 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 the final, um, when, when everything is evaluated by fire, the, the fire will, 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 will bring forth this. How much of my life came out of intimacy with Jesus? And I want to urge us that in this kingdom, there are no solitary heroes in the design. Not in the design. In the outplay they are. But it's just because the rest of us are branches that we're not really getting the abiding thing. And I want to urge us that as for us and our house, we will abide. Pray about it, cry out for it, search it, seek it, encourage one another, and break bread. Why? Because it brings us back. It brings us to a, a reminding. So, so there is no time now to go into the fact that it's a remembrance meal. But, uh, but one of the things in, in Hebrews 12, there's a scripture that says, um, um, consider him. Consider Him means remember Him. Call to your memory. It's an active thing. It says, do this so that a number of other things don't happen. So I told Rudolf this morning, I can't even go into Hebrews 12 now. It's a preach separate. But remembering Him brings so much benefits, immediate benefits. It speaks about um, breaking uh, sin, dealing with idolatry, dealing with discouragement, Dealing with, with life, which we think is difficult and unfair. Remembering Him deals with all of those things. And what I practically do, and which I would strongly encourage. I actually was considering doing it this morning, but we won't. What I strongly would encourage is take your phone, which most of us love doing. And you search on YouTube, Passion of the Christ, 2004. And then you watch a clip about the suffering of Jesus. And you call to mind into what we are participating. Do it daily. What it does for me is it brings me to a place of considering my life in context of His. And suddenly I think, man, I'm not suffering anything in comparison. These things are tiny in comparison. This temptation is... In comparison. And it brings us back. And I'm telling you, if we remember what this sign cost. When I started off taking the communion, uh, I mean, the understanding that I had is I come to partake of Jesus. So so I take the bread and I break it. Lord, I'm coming to partake of you. Uh, that's my that's my understanding. So I'm coming to partake. But you know, coming to partake of Jesus can be so cheap, you know. It's cheap. It's a cracker. It's a piece of bread, depending on what you've got. It's It's like... I break the bread, Lord, I'm coming to you. I take the juice, Lord, I'm coming to you. Please, please help me. Amen. Okay, it's cheap. But when we think, what are we coming to when we come to a broken body and shed blood? Um, You know, I've been been watching a number of those clips uh, for the last few weeks, and I cringe when I see it. But out of the cringing, A resolve rises and a faith rises that changes the way that I walk. A settling arises that changes the way that I endure. And I want to urge us, it's much it's not you don't watch for fun, you watch for remembrance. And when we remember, we pray different, we sing different, we leave things, uh, we abstain from differently. And so here's the here's the here's the finish. I'm I'm not quite sure what, what you're envisioning, uh, Ruan. I'm actually going to hand over for you to to just facilitate the, the, the communion. In the book of in the book of um, Zechariah, um, Zechariah sees a sees a picture of two olive trees. Okay, the olive trees. Um, are, are, he, there's a pipe directly from the olive trees two lamps. Okay. So, so what it signifies is this oil flowing, and it keeps on flowing. It's, it's directly plugged to the tree. So the olive oil fly, flows directly in the lamp. What is the effect? The lamp continues to burn. It's plugged in, the lamp is burning. It's plugged in, the lamp is burning. And then at some stage, the, the, I think it's an angel speaking to Zechariah. Um, Zechariah asks him, or the angel, they, they are having this conversation. And he's saying, what is this? Zechariah is actually asking, he says, Lord, what are these two trees? And the answer is, these are the sons of oil. These are the anointed. These are people that are standing in the presence of the Lord. Do you know that we were called to stand in the presence and be sons and daughters of oil? That if something is connected to your life, it will burn without stopping. Do you know that's the call on your life, on you and my life? So here's the question. If the lamp would be connected to your life right now, would it be burning? And if it is burning, how long will it be burning? That's the question. Our ability to stand in the presence and have the fellowship will determine the real river flowing through us. That's it. It's something we need to understand. We need to master it in 2021. Okay, that's what we're only going to trust the Lord for. Shall we do that? So let's reach into Him who supplies and multiplies, Lord Jesus. We come to you, and and we're going to in various ways partake and remember and so. But but as we come this morning, Lord, we want to say we want to be sons of oil. And maybe you are here this morning and, and you've never stood in the presence of the Lord. That you knew, like, I am in front of the Lord right now. As a matter of fact, you think, I cannot come into the presence. If that is you, I want, I want to reassure that in spite of what you deserve and in spite of what you've done, there is blood from the Lord Jesus Himself who is paid for and which can cover if you receive it. You can cover your disqualification and if you want to cover your disqualification this morning it is a surrender away it is like lord please cover my inadequacy i want to stand in your presence that's what that's all that it takes and so if if that's you and you feel like i cannot come into your presence lord but i would love your blood to cover my disqualification if that's you, if you can just raise your hand, I want to pray with you. You feel like I cannot come. I've never been. I cannot come. If that is you, I want you to raise your hand. Say "Kasi." Trust with me. Pray with me. I want to stand in the presence. Is there anyone like this? So, Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you, God that there is blood that covers disqualifications. And we bring those disqualifications to you right now and come and place it at the feet of the cross, at the foot of the cross. And we pray, Lord, for your blood to cover that. And I pray, um, uh, Lord, for, for my sister, Lord, that she would experience those things being covered and the page turned over. And Lord, I pray out of that for every single one of us. I pray for every single one of us to be sons of oil like you intended us to. I pray that we will get the abiding thing. I pray, Lord, that you will help us to stay vitally connected, to gaze continually and to live from that gazing. We pray this for every single... We connect. We, we, we commit us and our children. We commit us into your hands. And we pray... Help us abide, please. Help us abide, Holy Spirit. Pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: All right, we've uh, thanks, Gussie. Um, I think a full word uh, for those of you who felt like at some stage I uh, want to take more notes or so. We've got it recorded, Ne, or so it will be on the website. Um, but we're going to partake of the communion now together. And uh, I suggest uh, maybe do it together as families, So if there's more, you can. Uh, but I want to just highlight um, two sentences that Cassie mentioned. And it, it sounded almost like the, in the by and by, but I think uh, it's vital for us to, to hear again. It says, Father helps us get a grip on Jesus and the things of the Spirit through the challenges we face uh, I said it there quite in the beginning and uh, I want to ask you if you face some challenges lately and if you can change your mind if it's not already there that it's a doorway for you to get a grip on Jesus that there's a there's something of God ready to be revealed to you in that challenge God wants you to actually, He wants to use that as a way for you to get a grip on Him. And then the other one that stood out for me was, um, there are different ways of abiding and God wants to dress you into fruitfulness. Otherwise, He wants to, I will use snoei in And um, we don't always enjoy this, the, the the dressing or the the snuivak, um, But there's just that thing of the 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 Israelites. They the snakes came because of grumbling. When I go through difficult times, challenging times, uh, one of my avenues, grumbling. When I get dressed by God, chesnui, one of my first responses, grumbling. Uh, And I have to ask for forgiveness, but could it be that some of us are finding ourselves in a place of grumbling? And that this morning as we partake of the communion, say, Lord, forgive me. I look to the one raised up. I look to the one who's dressing me. I look to the one who's helping me get a grip on Jesus. Forgive me. And then let that grumbling go. Thank God for it. So I want to ask if you can get your um, juice crackers ready. If there are some of you that uh, need their, uh, I think who's there at the back helping? Just want to make sure ah, they by Sean. So, this is the, the point, the place of participation. And that in some ways you might not feel very thankful or very faithful or so, but you can participate in the same faith that Jesus had. You can, um, you can come into the strength that Jesus had that's what i love about jesus he was in some way so human so like us but yet so like god he asked the father father may this cup pass by me um, he had the desire he had a, a a want in that moment but then the father said no and he said not my will but your will and so in this moment we're saying not my will but your will father Not my way, but your way. And thank God for that. Thank God for that. For God's way is forgiveness. God's way is giving up. God's way is, His will is for each one of us to be covered. So if there's somebody that you feel, a colleague, a friend, a family member, uh, somebody that brought pain to you, Difficulty, don't you want to just make sure that you've forgiven them? Speak the blessing. Even Jesus had to speak that forgiveness, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. And just speak that, Father, forgive me. Just as you are together, you can continue with that.